0: So these songs bring us directly in touch with the personalities of the spiritual world who come to the material world and show exactly what to do in order to become spiritual. And today we tested it out on people on the street, the form of instant self-realization. Did you all try it? Yes. What did you do? You asked the question? You tell people, you look spiritual. You tried that one? Yeah. Yes. And then you say, what's your secret? Yes. And then all of a sudden they become self realized. You go, you look spiritual. And they go, my God, I am spiritual. <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> and then you say, what's your secret? And they start thinking about their life suddenly. It's amazing what questions can do in a, just a short interlude with. Somebody who's totally loaded up with Krishna consciousness. I mean, we're loaded up. We're sitting there chanting Japa. Nobody else is doing it in London, I guarantee you. They're all fretting over what they're going to do at work and how they're going to pay their student loan and blah, blah, blah. And we're sitting chanting Japa. And, well, the sun's coming up and then we're reading Bhagavatam. And we feel connected because, because we are. So it's hard to estimate how much People feel that when they meet a devotee. And Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur told his matbhasis, they should go out every day and knock on at least three doors. He said, even if people don't acknowledge you, even if they close the door in your face, they're still going to think a spiritual person came to my door and the impression will be there. It's so powerful and important. And What are cities for afterwards? Uh, Anyways, people live close together so that they can exchange ideas and commerce and be nice to one another and help each other out in the wilderness of the material world, right? Say yes. 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 And then, So we, we can contribute to every, any town we live in by being a, a, a spiritual presence. So when we go out and we can conduct ourselves in ways that people feel that, wow, I, I met a spiritual person. They were patient, they were kind to me, they didn't uh, want to exploit me, and they feel uh, satisfied and it, that the, the impression doesn't go away. So what we have to offer is extraordinary. In fact, when, when Prabhupada came to America, he was talking about it, he was thinking about it and writing about it on the Jaladutta about the Srimad Bhagavatam. That's what he brought as the main means of conquest. <laughs> Narayanam Namaskritya Naramchaiva Narottamam the main means of conquest will be the srimad Bhagavatam. This is the vibration from the spiritual world. Tadvag visargo janataga in This is something Narada Muni announces in the fifth chapter of the Bhagavatam that this is not an ordinary vibration. It's from a different creation altogether. And our lives are directed by the soundscape of our life. Whatever people hear about, in fact, the ways in which uh, people make soundtracks for films, movies, what do you call them over here? Movies? Films? Huh? Movies? movies? They still have them? <laughs> movies? Okay, well, every movie has a soundtrack. And every person's life has a soundtrack too. Every realm is, the, is defined by its sound vibration, the quality of its sound. Om Bhur Then we talk about the different realms of the world. It has to do with the quality of the sound. And anyone can transform their lives from the inside out. They can transform their homes. We can transform the world by introducing the sound vibration that comes from the highest realm, Goloka Vrindavan we have to figure that out. So we, uh, um, we get direct exposure from it because it's been passed on to us. That was Prabhupada's idea. He engineered that on the Jaladutta. He said that this Bhagavatam, when it's introduced to society, it will change people's lives. And then he quoted several verses. Who knows which verses he quoted? And which he quotes elsewhere, for instance, in the first verse of the seventh chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, which is the verse Prabhupada gave lecture on more than any other verse. Everyone should know it, right? Sacred Street Party, everyone should know the whole Gita. Just 700 verses, it's nothing. Nothing. You can learn the 700 verses, right? Say yes. Yes. Yeah, all you have to do is a little bit at a time, just chant a chapter a day. Just don't go to sleep without chanting a chapter every day. You can just do the Sanskrit or just the English or sometimes the Sanskrit and the English and you'll just notice because you guys are so smart. I mean, you're you're just like when that sound vibration goes in, you're gonna you're gonna just remember it. Right? And what's what's more, the the vibration itself will it'll make your brain see the world in the right way. And Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, those who study this sacred conversation, they worship me by their intelligence. So, it's not possible to be sane in the world without reading Bhagavad Gita every, way, every day. How does that strike you? Huh? It's not possible to be sane in the world unless you read the Bhagavad Gita every day. How does that strike you? Go ahead, you're smiling. Tell us what you think. Give him the microphone. <laughs> Let's hear what you think. I'm interested in what makes you all tick. I, I'm trying to get to know you here, so you got to talk to me a little bit. I'm used to a little more human interaction. There's actually nothing like What do you think of that idea? Does is it sound uh, daunting? Does it sound like, where's my Gita? I'm going to go do it right now? or So you're feeling like you might go insane, right? Okay. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Anybody else? Any thoughts about what I, anything I just said? So if you just uh, every day have a program, it doesn't have to be all day long, but if you cut out a niche for yourselves to do the you do your Bhagavad Gita and uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. So what I was getting to was Prabhupada said there are several verses he quoted. It's actually a paragraph and it goes Srinvatam Svakata Krishna I'll say uh, the other line and you see the other one. Sridhyan Takstohi Bhadrani Vithavati Sridhsatam Nashta Bhadreshu Vithyam Bhagavati Surya Bhagavati Shloke tadara jastamobaava chaita eter anavidam stitam satve evam prasanna manaso bhagavat tat vidnyanam piddityadeya grantish shiante chasti karmani jushdaya Uh, Those uh, 34 you should learn also. You're getting a lot of homework tonight, right? Yeah, learn the 34. It's only 34 verses. I've seen it. I've been around uh, young people your age, and we sit in a room like this. We just pack in. And besides the kirtan, we'll do the whole chapter. uh, Like, Let's say we do divinity and divine service together. They learned it in a month. And now they just know it, flat out know it. You can learn it 29 days. (laughs) figure which month you're going to pick um, <laughs> no really if you just hear it in the, in the old days uh, young people would sit and they would listen to mantra and then they'd just pick it up You just listen to it a few times and then you'll know what it is but those verses talk about the power of the vibration of the srimad Bhagavatam, and when you hear it then Krishna from within the heart purifies your heart and makes your life beautiful and then he said that everything becomes clear, all one's misgivings are cut. So to take the Bhagavatam every day, once a day at least, is the, the real medicine. And, and to become attracted to the Bhagavatam, to hearing the Bhagavatam, that means you're on the path of spiritual perfection. If you start to think, like, there's nothing else I'd rather do, except all I need is a set of Bhagavatams, Maybe a little mat to sit on, and maybe a glass of water. And then I just want to, I just want to hear. Do you all feel like that? Yes. Let's see, yes. one, yes. two, three, four, five, six, yes. seven, eight. You all feel like that? Yes. Just say yes, then maybe a little... So this is the perfection of life. We really don't need anything else. And when we, we have this sense, I, I feel satisfied, I feel enough. By hearing the Bhagavatam. It fills us up, it fills all our desires. And we establish this connection with the spiritual world by hearing the Bhagavatam. It's the pure vibration of the spiritual world. It's the Amala Purana. It's the one that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu listened to again and again. He'd heard the story of Jhuvam Maharaj over a hundred times from Gadadhar Pandit sitting in front of Total Kopinath in Puri. And then you'd hear about Prahlad Maharaj over a hundred times, again and again. It becomes sweeter every time you hear it. Now, about the distribution of Bhagavatam. When you distribute the Bhagavatam, you'll notice that it's like dropping an atom bomb in somebody's house. Because one thing is, I notice, when people take a Bhagavatam into their house, it's a big deal, because they got to figure out where to put it. <laughs> because what you put in your house is what you portray to the world that you are. And if what they're thinking is like, where are you going to put this? As soon as I put it in my house and people see that, they're like, what are you, a Hare Krishna? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm Hare Krishna. I keep a Bhagavatam in my house. So we've had met numerous times when we've gone to people's houses, and we do such things. We go around and knock on people's doors. Of course, we try to narrow the odds by picking out places where people are likely to take Bhagavatams, and there's a whole science to do that. And when we go and talk to people about the Bhagavatam, we notice after some time they become interested, especially when young people come to their houses. How many people here are young people? (laughs) Yeah, You can all raise your hands. When young people come to the house and they start talking about the Bhagavatam, but even more, they hold forth in somebody's house and just say, like, I'm reading this and it's making a difference in my life. Most people... They want also the children in their life to have good qualities. And by listening to the radio, I don't know, is it radio anymore? Radio, television, mostly it's this kind of stuff. And there's not sound vibration in there that uh, develops a higher consciousness. I hate to break it to anybody, but... For the most part, it's random sounds and images that have uh, a lot of goofy stuff going on that doesn't really pertain to the self-interest of anyone who's listened to it. But Bhagavatam, people who listen to Bhagavatam, like all of you, you're so dedicated. You have this uh, whole organization of a street party, you're all listening to Bhagavatam, you love singing kirtan. Am I describing you properly? If I say anything wrong, you just let me know. And uh, you're really fortunate, and you're all bright. And, I mean, the effulgence, that's why I hope my glasses are getting a little darker here. <laughs> they're chromatic, so they ch- change when the light, and it's coming from you. So uh, you've got something nobody else has. And if you go out and present yourself and say, like, here I am, this is what I'm like, and I read Bhagavatam, it's like, they'll want to know, how did you get like this? All good qualities comes. Come to those who associate with devotees and read bhagavatam. You all have to finish these sentences. You can start reading more bhagavatam and Gita and just like be ready, okay? Say yes. Yes. Yeah, it's not hard. It's not hard. You just have to add it into your vocabulary and then you get greedy for it. And It's like, I have to get more of this so I can be in the Shastra. I can be in the Bhagavatam, in the Bhagavad Gita. And when you live there, when you hear that vibration, you're going to... It's just what will come out of you all the time. And that's really nice. So presenting Bhagavatam to the world and hearing Bhagavatam, it's a, a happy life. And you'll want for nothing if you take to distributing Srimad Bhagavatam. I hear you have some plans from the Sacred Street Party to increase Bhagavatam distribution. Is that true about you? Yes. Okay, well, what's your plan? Go ahead and tell us, the leaders. What's the plan? That's a good question. Um, I guess we were going to discuss it after you inspired us people. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we did want to make a contribution to the man's target, um, and I guess this is a good place for we wanted to, to rally the troops. Well, you guys can rock the world, I guarantee you that. We have a, a lot of young people out at ISV. I grew up with them. Uh, when they were five years old, I did an experiment. I said, you guys want to go on Sankraton? And they're like, what is it? Yeah, let's go. So I went with five five-year-olds and uh, some, a few parents to help me out. And we went door to door. I took them door to door distributing books. And the first door we got to and somebody was trying to open the door and it kept looking like it was turning, turning and it couldn't couldn't open. It was a great mystery until it opened and it turned out that somebody was either physically or mentally impaired inside and they had a caretaker. And so the kids were really enthralled with this. They get to look inside the houses and see what's going on. And we put a, a book out there. And uh, the person who was apparently the patient grabbed the book and was trying to pull it in and the caretaker was trying to push it out. And this fight of good and evil was going on right before everyone's eyes. Back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. And the kids were like wide-eyed, five-year-olds, right? And then all of a sudden it went in, the door closed and lashed, and all the kids went, yay! (laughs) And then we went to the next house and there was a white picket fence around the house and then there was a porch. It was a nice spring day so there was a woman on her porch and she was looking out and she saw of us coming me dressed in my uh you know vaishnav getup, and then all these kids charging down the street with me and uh she saw the whole thing the books over there and, she, and from the from the uh, porch she said oh no <laughs> i'm a christian and the kids have no idea what that means so they burst through the gate and they surrounded her and i was standing back on the on the sidewalk watching all this unfold. They were so enthusiastic about the point. They got around it, and they were all talking at once, and they were showing the books, saying, like, this is Krishna, and here's his cows. here, cows? And everyone was saying... And the lady looks up, she looks at the kids, and then she looks up at me, on, you know, 20 yards away, and she goes, all right, how much is it? And I said, well, this will work, you know. <laughs> and from then we started our program of young people They were so enthusiastic, when we were asked if they wanted to go out on a they raised both hands. And Kameshuri, one of our uh, devotees there, uh, took up the task of organizing them. And she talks about the first time that they went out and they got rejected. So, as I said the other morning, if you've never had a door slammed in your face, you haven't lived. You really have to do it and experience what it's like. It's so nice, so sublime to have that feeling. It's funny, too. You, you haven't lived till it's happened. You know, try for it. So uh, the kids, that happened. that Somebody opened the door and somebody unceremoniously. they didn't, She didn't care. They were cute. She just closed the door really hard. And then the kids were a little bewildered. So Kameshri took them to the playground. It was an apartment complex. And they all sat down. And she discussed with them what just happened. And they learned how to process rejection. And that's a big deal. Not many people do. Do that. Some people get a PhD and they haven't learned how to do that. So you learn everything on Sankhra In fact, somebody wrote a book once. It was called I, Everything I Need to Know in Life I Learned in Kindergarten. Did you hear about that book? It was a business book. And, and he, the, the author took all the experiences of sharing and taking a nap and all this and then extrapolated from that and said, yeah, this is how you live your life. But I have to say... When you go out on sankirtan, when you go out on book distribution, you meet people, you see how the modes of nature work. That's when you learn everything that you need to actually navigate the world and become organized and to know how to process rejection and so forth. So you get street smarts when you spend time on sankirtan. You also get instant feedback. If you get angry or greedy or impatient with people, you'll get it right back and it stands you down so that you actually realize that I can't be a bull in a china shop here in the, in the material world. I have to be really careful about how I deal with people and move around. So, the reason I gave that preamble is that these kids grew up doing sankirtan, and then they started selling sets of Bhagavatams. And I watched when they'd go into somebody's house and sit down, and they'd start talking about the stories of the Bhagavatam, because they knew them. You all knew them, right? You've been hearing them forever. You could say the story of Prahlad Maharaj, right? Say yes. Yes. You go home and read it real fast. So, (laughs) when they heard this Srimad Bhagavatam coming out of the mouth of young people, a lot of people felt, wow, I wish I was like that. I wish my kids were like that. And it's who you are. It's what your lifestyle is. So if you go and showcase who you are and just say Bhagavatam, So first, get a taste for Bhagavatam. I recommend you try to read it a lot, at least every day. There's a way in which you can go through whole sections of Bhagavatam systematically if you just decide how many pages you're going to read every day and then do it. So I made an app. It's called Be a Sage, Page by Page. Have you heard of it? It's free. Free app. Can't beat that with a stick. It's free on iOS and also on that other one. What's it called? Android. Yeah. So then... So, what it does, there's a picker wheel, you turn it and you decide which book you want to look at. Like, say, Bhagavatam, if you look at it, and then you say, I want to finish the Bhagavatam in one year. How's that sound? Not bad. Look at, what, you got it? Oh, no. Okay. So, (laughs) And then it just shows you the number. Here's how many pages. So what I do, I get those stickers that you can put on and pull off. And I put two in, in each in, in the book that I'm reading. You can do this for any book. And then you, you decide how many pages you have to read to finish it within a certain amount of time because there's a finite number of pages, right? Yes. Say yes. yes. Okay, so then you write the number of pages that you're gonna, you read every day on one of the uh, stickers. I think it's made by Post-it. And then you put another one with an arrow on it. That means forward progress. So when you start your day, you just move the one with the number on it forward the number of pages that you're interested in reading. And now you have a goal to go for. Because the reason it seems overwhelming to read the Bhagavatam is because it's too big. Isn't it? And you all are too busy. Because you've got school, right? And they give you homework, Right? And you got to get all A's, right? And then you got to you know, pass whatever you got over here, SATs, you have that? Something like that. And then, you know, so many things to do. So you have to wedge it in. You know, If you read 41 pages a day, you'll finish the whole Bhagavatam in one year. And you can predict which day you're going to finish it on. Or if you want to finish it in five years, and you're going to be five years older in five years anyway, right? Say yes. yes. Then... What if you finish the Bhagavatam? You'll be a whole new person. I guarantee it. We have programs at Govardhan Hill every day. By the way, you're all invited. If you want to come out, it's every Kartik. We go to a place at Govardhan Hill and we lock ourselves in a room. Not literally, but pretty close. And we read Bhagavatam for five hours a day. For 30 days. Without, with, with no breaks. And what happens? Everyone walks out and the world looks different. You feel different. Everything about your life changes just from hearing Bhagavatam. Now I'm not saying you have to go and camp out read five hours a day, although it's not a bad idea if you want to get change in your life. But if you take up a little process of memorizing, at least memorize a divinity and divine service. Get together in a circle and just chant that chapter. It's fantastic. The verses in there, it's the essence of the whole Bhagavatam. Get to thirty four. What's the mantra? Get the 34. Get the 34. Get the, get the, get the, Come on, work with get, me. Get, get, the get, the get, get the 34. Get the 34. Get the 34. Get the 34. You get a tattoo, maybe like here or something. <laughs> He's like, What's that about? It's Bhagavatam. You want one? So, you know, you get the 34, you start doing your chapters of, of Bhagavad Gita. Everyone can do kirtan. You guys are the best kirtaniyas who ever lived. But then also do the Bhagavatam and do the Gita, and then you become like like super, uh, you know, it's like, this is what uh, Lord Chaitanya wanted, you're this kind of devotee, like you are, walking around the planet, teaching people how to uh, understand Krishna, so you have the power to do that, it's something that's within your grasp, so what do you think? Good idea. Okay, one vote. (laughs) What do you think? democracy, we have to vote. Yeah? Okay. You're hiding back there. Yes. Just like on the airplane, whenever I sit in the emergency aisle, there's more room there. They come around and they say, are you going to help in the case of emergency? I'm like, are you going to pay me for it? No. <laughs> no, I don't say that. But then they say, we need a verbal yes. Part of the FAA regulations. You need a verbal yes. Can you get going to get the thirty-four. Yes. Freedom. Yes. 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 I need a verbal yes. Okay. So get it. It's right there. You just chant the, <laughs> chant the chapter. Listen to it. Go over it. Whenever you get a break, like sometimes at our temple, when there's a, you know, we finish our japa a little early, and then the curtains haven't opened yet. We run into a room. We have got fifteen minutes, and we'll chant divinity and divine service. And they know it so well, they can do it backwards now. And then when you know it really well, then you do the first verse and the last verse. And then you do the second verse and the second to the last verse. And you keep going like this till you get in. And then your brain, like any verse, you know where it is. You have the spatial recognition because you keep doing the verses. And it's really helpful. Any questions or comments? Because I have a feeling I, I'm running out the clock, so... If you have any, if you anything you want me to to ask me about anything, Bhagavatams, or any other thing, I'd appreciate it. Yes, (coughs) Prabhu. Thank you for your um, your speech. Um, you uh, had mentioned that every day we should spend time in the Bhagavatam And prior to that you would said that you're all busy and whatnot. So my excuse that I make is I'm too busy and I don't have time to read every day. So if I was to carve out the time to read, having gone through all of Prabhupada's books, sometimes there's a temptation for me to go on to Jiva Dharma, or so many other books that are there. Increasingly, the number of books and temptations are there, but we always hear from devotees, stay with the Bhagavatam. How do we, what should we do on a practical thing? And I know one answer could be, well read both, but what do we do when we only have, when we're being really Scrooge-like, and we're saying, okay, I'm only going to read one verse a day. What, what would you recommend? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what Prabhupada said about that, and also, what my experience has been. First of all, there was a controversy when devotees first started going to India because they realized there's more uh, Gaudiya books than than just Prabhupada's. As if from the Gaudiya moths were there, some of them were translated and devotees were starting to bring them back to the ashram. And then one temple president said, oh no you don't, those can't come in here. And there was uh, the requisite fight that goes on everywhere about everything. So then they were squabbling back and forth, so then they approached Prabhupada, and this is in the Veda base, and they asked him, so uh, the devotees said, well, Prabhupada, these devotees, they're bringing in all kinds of books from previous acharyas and uh, different things from the Gaudiya Mat. And, uh, and they said, but Prabhupada, so you said, don't read those books from the previous acharyas. The Prabhupada said, I said, no, I have not said. I said, you should read the books of previous acharyas, but my point is, he said, is you should first assimilate what you have. So my experience of assimilating what I already have is amazing because I don't seem to be able to come to the end of it. <laughs> like if, if you just pick Chaitanya Charmarita and Srimad Bhagavatam, it has everything in it. Even I was talking to Hrida because he's so into the Mahabharata and I said, well, which Mahabharata should I read? He said, just read the Bhagavatam because every Mahabharata is different anyway. There's interpolations from various cultures and things like that. It all gets ref- it all gets uh, justified by if it's uh, in the Bhagavatam because the Bhagavatam has been perfectly cr- um, protected over the years by the acharyas. What's more, it's it's so deep. I mean, eleventh canto. You could just uh, prayers personified Vedas. You could make a, a two-year study. You could get a PhD in that. You get a bit of PhD in one verse from the from the Bhagavatam, anywhere. What to speak of, you, you got Prayers of Queen Kunti, Rishabhadeva, you're going to learn those, and you, what else are you going to do? Divinity Divine Service, right? Uh, the Gajendra Mokshana. all, all these things are, uh, like, it takes you to enter into those and actually read the commentary carefully, read what Prabhupada said, and if you want, Banu Maharaj is given, what vishnu Chakravartakur said, and so forth. That's, is a lifetime study. I always argue, get a PhD in Bhagavatam. It's the one book that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu put above all others. So, I, I have nothing against reading other books, especially if they're authorized, or only if they're authorized. And the BBT is coming out with, uh, for example, the uh, Bhaktira Rasa Sindhu. Banu Maharaj did it, but there, he goes through fast. And so he uh, handed it over to some Sanskrit editors and uh, English editors. It's coming out in five volumes, the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. You've seen the two-volume one, right? Prabhu? Yeah, and also and also the jiva Dharma. Uh, is coming out also because that's been translated, but it just needs editing because it, it's a, you know there's a lot of mistakes. So uh, BBT is also going to come out with that Brihat Bhagavatamrita. Prabhupada writes. Uh, in the section of uh, Minikatana Ramdas, right? We were just reading it this morning at breakfast, and Prabhupada said that the, uh, anybody who wants to know about devotees, devotional service or anything, must read Vriha Bhagavatamrita. That's there too. So, I don't know, if you go too wide, then you, you can lose continuity, but everyone has their own taste. But I do, there's a special flavor from Prabhupada's purports, and that's, it's, uh, it's the primal vibate, vibration of this khan movement. And also, if you read all of Prabhupada's books, and you read large portions of them, you find all kinds of balancing statements. When you just cherry-pick, and a lot of people do that, they really don't read the books. All they do is pick out certain sections and they say, oh, Prabhupada said like this, or Prabhupada said like that. But if you read all the way through, Prabhupada, you get a, a composite view of who Prabhupada is and what he's saying. And then you feel very confident. We read the whole um, Adi Leela. Who is there? Anybody there? At Govardhan last year? We read the whole Adi Leela. First, uh, the first part, among a few other books, but we read the whole thing all the way through together, out loud in a room. And by the time I got to the end of it, I thought, "Adi Lila is fantastic! What a book! It's got everything in it, and I want to go back and read it again." When I went to school, I went back to school after I was brahmachari for thirteen years, and I just got a degree. And then, I I always felt like. I got about 2% out of the whole class. And that's how much I assimilated. I always saved my textbooks because I thought, I'm going to go back and get 98. And it like, never happened. <laughs> Life goes on. But with the Bhagavatam, you can do that. That's justified. You say, I want to get everything. Just like when you go to the Dham. Last year, or this year actually, we, we started, we had a youth yatra in Puri and Mayapur. Uh, young people from uh, 14 to 25 we had a fantastic time. It was amazing. And um, what was I saying that? I interrupted myself. Huh? Because what? The youth yeah, it was a youth retreat. I forgot what track it was on because I remembered something else. Shamahini wrote me this morning and said that um, I should tell everybody that we have openings for service in the BBT. We have a marketing, communications, and innovations department. And if anybody wants any service at any time, please call me and we'll hook you up. We have a fantastic, high-powered team that um, you can help with all kinds of literary projects, IT projects, anything else you want. But now I said it. That's why I interrupted myself because I thought, if I don't say this, I can't face Shamohini when I get back. <laughs> anyway, we had a youth retreat. And I forgot why I mentioned that. Oh, because the Dham. And then you go to Puri, and then we went to Puri, and we went to the places. They're so... uh, Everyone felt so immersed in going to the places like the the Mbira, where Lord Chaitanya spent time. Then we got to come back and do it a second time, because we had a Yatra after that. And I was just thinking, how much did I get the first time? I want to try again. Let's go back and really try to absorb it. And so I'm just saying, there's different ways to read. You can go really deep or you can go wide. It's nice to know what the whole Vaishnava canon is and all the different books. There's all the Sundarbas; Those are coming out from the BBT too. But how much can you assimilate? That's the question. And there I did one of the longest answers to a simple question that you can imagine. And probably we don't have any more time. It's 7.51. Divya Probably Prabhu, you're... You're running the show. Tell us. Oh, um, we have nine minutes for okay. questions. Yes. Um, I wanted to thank you so much for the class, Mr. Um I wanted to ask... What's oh, can we give her a mic? That way people online can hear. Possibly. Prabhu, is that okay? Fantastic. All right, thank you. We'll get you the mic in seven seconds or less. your money back from this class. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for your class and your association. Um, I wanted to ask, what's the best way to stay consistent? Because it's easy to set a goal of 41 pages but actually carving out the time and being consistent with it every single day. It's really hard to stay consistent. Consistency is king in anything. In athletics, in uh, academics, right? It's king. So... What my experience is, is you have to... There's an imaginary straight line. Like when a jet flies from London to San, San Francisco. Is it a direct flight? Better look into that. Okay, from London to San Francisco, there's a, there's a theoretical straight line. But the, the pilot's always pulling back to the straight line. They're barely ever on it. They're only on it a couple, 2% of the time. They're always pulling back to it. So if you set a goal like 41 pages or 5 pages or 8 pages, whatever it is, it's, it doesn't matter what the, what the number is. That's up to you. It's your taste. It, it, then, you, at least you have a theoretical straight line. And balance doesn't necessarily mean you're perfectly still and you stay on something, but it means you know where to pull back to. And oftentimes, when we get off on a tangent, we don't know where to pull back to. It's like, what do I want to do with my life? What do I, what's my goal? I don't know, but if you decide ahead of time, this is what I wanna do, then you know you're off. He's like, I'm getting back there. And if you'll notice, I won't have you do it now, but I do this oftentimes in seminars. I have people stand up and stand on one leg. And then I say, like, how did you feel? And they say, oh, okay. And then I say, okay, now stand on one leg and close your eyes. And they're all like, whoa. And and I say, if you have a, a clear vision of what you're going for, if you can see, then, you can stand straight, but you're still you'll notice your your in your ankle, your your muscles are twitching back and forth, trying to find the center, right? So we're always trying to do that too. So I advocate strongly that you make clear goals. That's it right in this. Sankhya purvaka naamagana natibi. The Goswamis, they measured everything. Sankipurvaka they measured everything. They made goals on everything. So when you know it's there, then you can pull back. And if you find yourself you went off then at least you pull back. And you keep coming back to it. That's really what consistency means. So you may find yourself all of a sudden, like, I'm two weeks, I haven't done it. You know, just something happened. You know, somebody in the family did this. uh, You know, something broke. Whatever you got thrown off, come back to it. And that's also consistency. It's not the theoretical perfect line, but it's pulling back to the center all the time. We have time for a five-minute kirtan. Oh, Prabhu, you are going to ask something? I'll give the shortest answer in the history of the sacred street party. I'm going to set my watch. It'll be sutra-esque. Okay, go ahead. Thank you, sir. Well, Thank you so much, Rudi. Uh Sometime back, somebody suggested me that I should be attending. I should try to attend to class morning, one daily. So I- brought that into practice, for, for some time it was really good, but eventually what happened that what I found that the content was being repeated in classes, probably it was the speakers, some of the speakers who didn't prepare well for the class, or it was a mentality which was drilled in me that I know better, or whatever may be the reason. So instead of be- being a blissful experience, sitting in Bhagavatam class really became more of an austerity. So what's the solution for this? Well, there's a few things that you can do. One is, when you're in a class where it seems a little bit slower than you were hoping for, then you can also extrapolate yourself. If you're studying intensely, when people make points, oftentimes what I'll do is I'll be noting down corollary verses, connecting things like that. So you take the very basic thing that the person's saying, and. There's no harm in you thinking about, like, it could go this way, that way, this could be developed that way. Although, I do feel your pain. And so... Also, you know, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, uh, try to get around people more advanced than you. And uh, if you're the smartest one in the room, then you're in the wrong room. And if you can find a place where people are more advanced and they have like-mindedness, that is, they want to hear anything, they know that that's what makes life worth living is hearing, get around those people try to find the back room somewhere where that's going on, you know like inveterate gamblers they, when they get to town somewhere they're always looking for where's the card game going on you know that right so there, there's some there's some smoky room somewhere in the back and you gotta have a password to get in, you're like knock 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 and then they open a password and it's like and then they, they let you in and then you're in there to gamble. So you've got to find those places. Like when you go to the festivals, yeah, you can hang out and you can talk and everyone will walk up to you and say, hey, how you been? You know, and are you are still doing that thing? Uh, and Or you can find a place in the back room nobody knows about where everyone's reading Bhagavatam. That's the place to just gravitate to, to, get to as much as possible. Also, this is a long answer now. There's a... There's a program I, I got onto that I think Pragosh Prabhu uh, sends it out. It's Prabhupada Vani or something. It just comes from my inbox every day and it's a lecture of Prabhupada. First thing, as soon as my foot hits the floor, I turn it on and then I hear a whole Prabhupada lecture while I'm getting ready for the morning. So you can supplement in different ways. Hare Krishna. Now we have time for a 30-second kirtan. time. Yes. Oh